Hello, this is Maurice Harker. I'm glad you've taken the time to listen to this podcast. What you're about to listen to is a set of principles that come from the discoveries I've made as a therapist working with married people and people fighting for self-mastery. And so please enjoy what you're listening to. And then when you want more advanced training, look us up at Life Changing Services, especially if you're a married person, check out the Marriage Repair Workshop and the Lazarus Lectures. Enjoy what you listen to. How to extend your season two experience. Let's see if we can have season two last a little bit longer. So we've mentioned this in previous conversations, but one of the big mistakes that couples make when they start to make things start to get better is the thrill of it hasn't been this good for so long. We're going to dive in head first into the goodness of our relationship. And so they're like uh, starving camels that drink too much water and then they die. Okay. So guys, it's really important that when you have the opportunity to taste some of season two, that you don't gorge yourself on it. You do not gorge yourself on season two and you pace yourself at it. You pace yourself at it so that you can maintain a well-controlled cycle. So what we're talking about today of keeping your wagon well-packed is like any other type of project. Let's say you are a construction worker, all right? And every morning before you go work on your building stuff, you make sure you have your supplies as you go to work. You make sure you still have your tools. You make sure you have what you need for that day. You just make sure you have what you need for that day. Many of you have professions that involve some form of a morning ritual that makes sure you're ready for the day, that you're ready to do your job and to do your job well. For some weird reason, someone didn't tell us that being a husband is similar. Like you have to get ready to be a husband every day. You can't just do, I'm a husband, I'm breathing, therefore I'm a husband. Guys, we have to get ready every day. Now, um, you may do a nighttime ritual or you may do a morning ritual, which re-centers you. Another version of explaining this, uh, those who are piano players can just sit down and start playing the piano. I was a violinist. Every time you sit down to play the violin, you have to tune it again. You have to make sure it's in tune again. Brethren, if we're going to elongate season two and have any revisiting of season one, you have to have a self-imposed season three and season four. Let me show you what it looks like to have a self-imposed season three and season four. Now, some of you, I mean, let me do some uh, a personal example of this. After all those thousands of years, it felt like before I finally got a wife, uh, I got pretty good at my rituals to bond with God, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But does it surprise you that the day I got married, I was totally willing to neglect my uh, self-stabilizing activities because now I got a girl in my bed. Everyone remember that experience? You're like, I should get up and read my scriptures right now, but there's a girl in my bed. I should go jogging, but there's a girl in my bed. I should go, you know, um, do some stretching or do some whatever, uh, study my scriptures, but there's a girl in my bed. Am I the only one 
who abandoned most of his personal development rituals when I got married. Is that, am I the only, I remember going, I don't think this is smart. I don't think this is a good idea, but every time I'm all, I used to like spend 30 minutes to an hour just bonding with God. And as soon as I got a woman in my bedroom, I'm all like, peace out, bro, man. We're done. So gentlemen, this is a common pattern we see that goes along with the reunification. Even if you've never separated from the same house, even if you've lived in the same house, you've still been psychologically distanced. We want to create this ebb and flow dynamic in your relationship that is on purpose instead of forced. So here's how it works. How it works is if you have any version, let's say your season two gets you only that close. Sometimes your season two gets you closer, but instead of trying to keep making it closer and closer and closer, because all of us, including our wives, would like eternal intimacy, like eternal psychological intimacy, eternal emotional intimacy. And for some of you guys, eternal physical intimacy would be fine also. All day, every day, that is so fine with me, okay? But that is not an option for us as long as we're mortal for to have eternal intimacy. We must come apart. Now, if, you're, if you fall apart, if it breaks apart, that's always more traumatizing. But if you allow yourselves to separate, you allow her to go do her season four work, and you allow you to do your season four work, and you both restabilize. I know it's hard to acknowledge or admit that when you're enjoying someone's company, it actually unstabilizes you a little bit because you're not monitoring your own foundation. When you're being with somebody, you're savoring the moment. You're making the best of the experience, and you're not monitoring your own foundation. So what's supposed to happen is you're supposed to withdraw and don't think about her for half an hour, an hour, two hours. And you go, okay, check myself, check my own foundation. How am I doing? Solidify yourself. Now here's one of the scary things that happens. If you go, oof, I was a little too far to the left or I was a little too far to the right. I need to kind of get myself back in gear. A common one we get from the women is, I was too vulnerable. Some of you guys have heard of something called a vulnerability hangover, where they just kind of expose themselves too much. They gave too much of themselves. And they're like, ah, like, oh my gosh, I'm, I, I went too far. Now I'm afraid of this. Now I'm afraid of that. So guys, she's going to be realigning herself because she might've been a little bit off. You can't say, well, last night you were like this. And last night you were like this. Why are you different now? because she did some of her own restabilizing. You gotta let her do that. And she needs to let you do yours, all right? She needs to let you do yours. But if you know that coming into season two, if you know it coming into season one, season two, and you both know, I have vital rituals I need to protect and sustain. She has vital rituals that she needs to protect and sustain, and I need to help her. Let me give you a personal example on this, okay? When I imagined a healthy marriage, my vision, I didn't know I had this vision at the time, but in my vision, you get the kids to bed at night so that you can have some quality husband-wife time. All right, kids are in bed. I'm ready for some quality husband-wife time. Like, does that mean you want to talk? No, no talking. We are not talking. This is quality husband-wife time. 
After my wife and I went through our separation for a phase of time, one of her discoveries was that her best self-care time, her best solidification time was right after the kids went to bed. Right after the kids go to bed, she busts her books out, she busts her journal out, she busts her music out, she goes into a meditative state of all. Holy cow, woman, you want to use our quality husband-wife time to do your personal time with God? Why can't you do it later? Why can't you do it earlier in the day? Why can't you do it in the morning? Brethren, you need to reverence and protect her self-stabilizing activities in the same way you need yours to be protected and sustained. And it will be weird. She's going to have some stuff that doesn't quite make sense to you. Remember in the five love languages, you know you're doing it right when it does not make sense to you. So part of doing this, brethren, is as a presider, sit down with her and clarify her self-stabilizing activities. And then write them down and put them on the calendar and protect them. Demonstrate your investment in making sure she's in good condition. Hello, you've just finished listening to one of our episodes of Memoirs of an LDS Therapist. It's important to me that you have a chance to get more and more of these principles. We kept this brief because you probably have a busy life, but there's so much more. So please listen to the rest of these episodes and look for ways to apply them to your life. And ready f- when you're ready for some deep and complex training, please look us up at lifechangingservices.org, specifically the marriage repair workshops and the Lazarus lectures. I look forward to seeing you in those more advanced trainings.